you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Savin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide for Energy Healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and I always mention to them how important it is to think positive and to believe in yourself. You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use that mind for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, health, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And boy, speaking about shining, I'm going to bring on my guest right now. Hello, Carissa. How are you? Hey, Barbara. I'm wonderful. It's so great to be here with you. I've been really looking forward to our chat. Oh, thank you. Me too. Believe me. So let me tell my listeners a little bit about you. Carissa Montu, she is a love coach, a healer, an author, and an international speaker. Carissa holds advanced degrees in psychology and counseling and has written extensively about topics relating to relationships, love, personality types, personal development, and the power of creating change through mindset shifts. Carissa is also a certified awakening dynamics energy healer practitioner and a sixth generation healer. (laughs) Welcome, Miss Healer. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I think that's such a lovely thing that we have in common is that we come from a, a generation of people who were spiritually awake. Oh, I know. So you're a sixth generation. So who in the family? What were at were healers, and when did you know that you had disability? Well, everyone was on my mom's side. So my, going back to my maternal grandmother, my mom, my maternal grandmother, her grandmother, her grandmother, her grandmother, <laughs> 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 back. Uh-huh. and they were, you know, back then people didn't think of them as healers, and we did, they didn't talk about energy and those kinds of things. So mm-hmm. they were, um, they were they were naturalists, you know, or they were herbalists or they were dowsers and they could find water or they were midwives. Um, And we were always sort of those, that family that you kind of like, you may, um, you may sort of just nod at them in public, but maybe you sneak over there after the (laughs) (laughs) get some help Uh (laughs) for what's going on in your life. You know, they so they founded churches, but then they also were 
um, practitioners of energy healing, um, natural healing, herbal medicine, all of those kinds of things. Um, and for me, my sort of connection to that, you know, growing up, I always thought it was kind of weird. So I was like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to help people in a way that's legit. So I got my degree in psychology and I got my degree in counseling. And then I started to teach yeah, in yeah. a college, in a community college. And I was teaching a course that was about matching your uh, personality type and values with your career, which is what my first book was about. And people were coming up to me. What I found was women were coming up to me after class and they were like, this personality type stuff is so interesting. I think I'm this personality type and my boyfriend is this personality type. How should we talk about moving our relationship along? Or do you think we're actually gonna be um, compatible enough that we can stay together? They'd ask all of these questions that were about relationships and love. And I would think, I know I can help you, but not in this setting. <laughs> so it was kind of that kind of thing where you kind of like, you kind of try to run away from it. And it's like, at a certain point, you're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, Isn't that a beautiful thing when we finally realize our authentic self and mm -hmm. we say, all right, I have to put this all aside. This is who I really am and just go for it and not be afraid that, yeah, you may have your ups and downs with it, but the end result is beautiful when we're, we're of service to truly helping people that really need the help. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even at the beginning of sort of like my journey as a professional healer, I wasn't thinking of myself as a healer mm -hmm. because I was thinking, well, who am I to say that I'm a healer? Like that sounds, you know, who am I to say that? And so I was just looking at it more from the coaching side of things. And, you know, I had come from academia. So I was like, let me just make sure, even if I'm looking at energy healing, I look at things like baseline and all these kinds of, what are the scientifically verified forms of energy work and those kinds of things. But in the beginning, when I was just thinking of it as coaching, I had a client who was so heartbroken about uh, a relationship that ended. And we had maybe four or five sessions together. And then at one point I, I said, you know, I know something that can help you and it's going to seem a little bit weird, but would you mind if we did this together? <laughs> That's my line also. <laughs> uh -huh. And she was, she was open to it, which was really lovely. So we did. And then the next time she came in, she said, I don't know what you did last time, but we should do that every yeah. time. <laughs> it's amazing when they realize what we're what you really do that it, it works so much better than the traditional things that they're so out there much mm -hmm. I think because what we do really goes into the level of subconscious and spiritual change deep deep change so it's less about trying to overcome some like some kind of psychological resistance we might have to something mm -hmm. you know we're, we're it's different we're not trying to just talk to people about changing their minds about something we're helping them actually heal wounds that are impacting how they're making choices in their lives or what they're attracting that. to themselves exactly it's about that root cause which yeah. a lot of people tend to not even dig deep enough for it yeah and then we realize well now that we found this you know, here's your choice. Do you want to hold on to it and still be a victim because you're used to it or finally allow yourself to release it and let it go so that you can heal? 
Yeah. So yeah, that's what, you know, energy healers and, and also what you do, like coaching. Yeah. It, it really helps people without, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind, it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think both are so important for, for the work that I do, because I'm, I'm always thinking about how do we not only help this person to attract the love that they want to have in their lives, but how do we help them become the person who sustains that love? Exactly. Now, I'm I'm sure in your um, what what you do, because uh, I know with my with myself, a lot of my um, a lot of the mostly the girls, uh, you know, the women more than the men. But there's so many women that go on these dating apps, <laughs> and they, they tell me they've gone on these dating horror apps. stories, right? <laughs> I know horror stories are like crazy. The that they that they lie or when they finally meet them in person, they're not the same person as the picture. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, well, I, you know, it amazes me why these dating apps are so bad. It's well, I think part of it is, and this is one thing that I always tell my clients, I say, if you don't want to date online, but it's something that you think that you have to do, because there's this little voice in the back of your head that says, I'm going to miss out. I'm going to miss out. If I don't do this, no one will ever find me. Please don't do it because that's not the energy of, of, you know, fear that I'm going to miss out or this energy of like uh, feeling kind of desperate or like, maybe I should be doing something. I should do something, mm -hmm. which is kind of a byproduct of our our hustle culture. You know, when we bring that into a dating app, it's like it what you know this what who you are like energy doesn't lie no right so who you are in person is who you are in an app mm -hmm. right so if you have these beliefs or you have these fears or you have these wounds these beliefs that say some things like um dating is hard dating is impossible for me you know love always is hard love um I, I'm, I need to settle because of my age, or I need to settle because I'm a single parent or all of those things. We're bringing all of those fears and things with us into dating apps, even things like um, the dating pool shrinks after a certain age, or um, the dating pool is harder for me because I'm successful and I'm high achieving. You know, uh, there are just certain beliefs that we have that we bring in with us and it influences our experience. It definitely impacts what we're attracting to us on those apps. Um, and my clients don't generally do that. My clients about almost 90 percent of my clients are in happy, healthy relationships within about six months of our work together. And they don't go on dating apps. It's very rare that I have somebody go on a dating app. That's and it's brilliant. usually it's usually because they're used to feeling busy. <laughs> like they feel like they have to be doing something. And I'm always telling them, you don't make love happen. You make love yes. welcome. Yes. You make welcome. And if they can kind of receive that and be still for a minute and we can go inward and heal some things, then they usually find that their person comes into their life, you know, in one of three ways. Um, and it's usually not online dating at all. You know? No, it's not. And, and the, the, I always tell them, be open to receive. And when you least expect is when it's going to happen because Absolutely. you're not putting that desperation energy out there. Yeah. And, and I've noticed that, you know, and they'll, they'll tell me, you know, I, I was in Barnes and Noble or wherever, and I was <laughs> looking for a book and this and I wasn't person. even thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then we sat for three hours and had coffee. And so yeah. see, 
there you go because you weren't thinking and you weren't you weren't desperate yeah so, absolutely that's yeah. the key and you were just being you it, oh I'm, that's such a huge thing and I, I'm so glad that you said that yeah because when we're not thinking so much about um I hope that I get chosen. I hope that, like, because we're thinking so much, I think in those situations, mm -hmm. will someone like me, will like someone me. choose me? We're so worried, like what they're thinking about, especially women generally think that way when it comes to love and romance. Yes. And they're not usually just kind of, it, it's harder for us. I think we're not really socialized to be in our own kind of strong sense of self and to decide whether we want to be in a situation or not. And also to just decide that we are enough you know, I love, I've heard some wonderful quotes uh, and um, I love what I'm seeing in some of the stronger women that are coming up in, in like the, these next generations, because they're saying things like when they get asked, you know, what are you looking for in a man? Yes. They're like, I'm not looking. I don't look. I love that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Not, not like this, this older generation. I mean, I, a lot of my clients are are like some anywhere from like 10 years old up to 90 but mm -hmm. i've noticed the ones that are divorced and are in the like 40s 50s mm -hmm. um they're so worried that they're getting old mm -hmm. and that yeah. oh how am i gonna i don't want to attract somebody who's 60 well but you're putting it out there already and yeah. that's what you're going to attract, you know, because you're, you don't get what you want. You get what you focus on. Exactly. Right. So they're just going, don't send me someone 60. Don't send me someone 60. Don't send me someone. <laughs> and, then, and then there comes the 60 year old. 60. <laughs> or 70 know, and the universe is like someone 60. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The universe. Is and what I think that's so funny about that too, is like, no. I think someone 60, I heard you <laughs> sending it, you know, but it's so yeah. funny to me too, that like so many of my clients who are maybe in their like mid fifties, maybe early fifties, mm -hmm. whenever we create love lists, which is like part of their um, clarity for them, you know, of like, well, what does a healthy relationship look like to me? You know, what, what are those qualities? And we focus on uh, areas of compatibility first and, you know, look at those things. Um, but it always is interesting to me that they either never think about age or they ask for someone younger than them. Younger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, I was so intrigued by that. And I asked a client recently, so why is it that if you're 55, you're saying, I want someone who's in their forties. Why are you, what is it that you think, what is it that attracts you about someone who's so, so much younger than you? And they'll say, well, I think I'm a really youthful 55. And I don't think that there are 55 year old men who are as youthful as I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe that's where we need to start. You know, is this belief that says there's nobody out there who's like me. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot out there like us. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. And I always think too, that it's like, um, the the kind of like the ease of having someone in your life who understands where you are in your life and has similar priorities to you, similar goals to you, and also gets your references. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, think that, I think those things are really important. You know, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, some women, I, I I I look and I say, wow, I think we're trying a little too hard or you have all these, these, you know, things that you're looking for. Maybe you need to be a little flexible. 
Yeah. You know, I okay. think flexibility is the key, you know, and, and don't, don't take it so hard. Yeah. You know, just yeah. go with the flow of it. Cause I, I call it spiritual timing, you know, Absolutely. When right. When, you know, you know, when the timing is right, mm -hmm. it'll happen. But if you're looking to force it, you know, and the desperation, nothing's going to happen. All Nothing the wrong happens. people. Well, that's the other thing, right? In. You can force it, yes. but you won't really like the result. I know. I know. And, right. you know, so many of them tell me that um, they constantly, they're constantly attracting the wrong type of person over and over and over again. But it's the same type. Yes, over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always gently explain, mm -hmm. you know, you may be the com since you're the common denominator in these situations, mm -hmm. there may mm -hmm. be some beliefs that we want to dig into about what you think is possible for you in love or what you think is out there for you in love, or even things we go back to uh, clearing and, and healing things from childhood, childhood, from mom and dad, because there are number one and number two that taught us what love was supposed to look like, or what relationships or marriage was supposed to look like, or what a wife does, or what a girlfriend does, or any of those kinds of things, what a husband does, you know, and it's just, there's so much that's, that we're carrying with us into that relationship. There's so much of a, of a, you know, um, what is the the term I'm looking for? Like we're looking for, we're looking at it through a certain perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always bringing our own perspective through it. And if we've got things that haven't been healed, then we're going to keep, we're going to keep, what's the, what's the, <laughs> my, my, my mom and my grandma always said I was really diplomatic in the way I explain things. <laughs> you will keep being invited to heal that particular issue <laughs> and it's usually always the bad boys i mean it's, yes. uh, it's or bad girls i mean it's either or yeah or it's like a dad figure you know mm -hmm. it's like um i'm gonna get the approval of this person mm -hmm. because my dad that was that's what feels like love to me you know trying to get the approval of this person who always was emotionally distant or you know it's like so many ways that people are reliving Oh, yeah. Um, that challenge from the past and feeling like this time I'm going to get it right. This time I'm going to fix it, you know? And yeah. Well, I always tell them, you know, just be mindful and more aware, you know, yeah. and, and we all know there are red flags that show up in all relationships. Oh yeah. Right. So oh, yeah. Got to really be, you know, those red flags are there for a reason. And, and yeah. after like maybe a few times, Maybe it's time to step away and break yeah. it off. Well, the red flags that we ignore in the beginning are the reasons that we break up later, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you get a lot of people that tell you they've they've seen the red flags, they know they're there, but they've ignored them? Oh my gosh, Barbara, people tell me in the first five minutes of our conversation, mm -hmm. everything that I need to know about the relationship <laughs> and even the things that they know that they're, where they're like, you know, I mean, I've had people sit down and say, you know, so I went to pick him up and he was in a mental health facility, but he was an outpatient. And so I had to pick him up and drive him. We went out on our first date and I'm like, let's talk about this first. Mm -hmm. You know, let's come back to this thing. But people will tell me in the first five minutes, the things that they know, they know. are red flags. And it'll be maybe the first time that we've even talked. And it's like, it's kind of like, do you remember when Harry met Sally? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Do you remember that where Carrie Fisher's character was like, he just bought a dining room table with his wife. I don't think he's ever going to leave her. And Sally's like, no one thinks he's ever going to leave her. And she's like, you're right. You're right. I know you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she still keeps doing it. It's like this running it. joke, yeah, but she yeah. still keeps doing it. And that's just what we do. You know, it's so hard. That's why I think healers, you know, need other healers too, because we all have blind spots, you know? Oh, yeah. We, we all have blind spots. And I feel so grateful to know so many people that are like a healer's healer, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that you're that kind of a person too, where, you know, the people who work with you are healers too, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I've, I've trained many of them and yeah. And every now yeah. and then I say, you know, I think, uh, can, can we do a healing on me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can trade. <laughs> trade healing. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's beautiful because we all have the blind spots. You know, yeah. I remember um, one of mine had to do with early on not realizing the the impact of being an empath on my ability to work with clients mm-hmm. because I, I was having a really difficult time having a uh, um, clean energy hygiene. So maintaining my own boundary and not picking up their stuff. And it would make me like, um, I would be, I I had to understand that if I sit down and cry next to you, I can't help you get out. Right. If we're both in this hole together, I can come down in this hole together. I can help you out. But if I just sit down and cry with you, (laughs) you're not going to get out. You know, that's not helpful to you. No, I it actually went through a period where I would just get more and more. I became so exhausted over yeah. like a two month period. And I was so fortunate to have a healer that I worked with that said, oh, you're you have an angel committee and they want you to stop and get this boundary in an appropriate way, because if you keep doing this, you will burn yourself out energetically and not be able to help anyone, including yourself. Oh, without a doubt. That's why I, I you know, uh some of my friends say, how, how do you sit there and listen to all these real heavy problems? And, yeah. you know, how do you do healing? Well, we, we must, we have feelings and emotions and I am very empathetic and I feel, but I want 500% need to remain detached Yeah, because if we're not detached, then that energy starts to pick up we start to pick we it start up. picking it up and then what good are we to them we can't not? help so you know i always you know put myself in you know a protective shield i always mm-hmm. say prayers and i'm sure you do the same so this way my energy stays with me and all the love still comes mm-hmm. in and out but all that other stuff stays to where it needs to so that i'm able to help that that person with with any of their challenges that they may have yeah. And that makes it so you can see really clearly what's yeah. needed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're not projecting things and assuming, making assumptions about a situation. I remember um, before I understood, I'm so grateful to have a background in psychology and counseling because it was so helpful in terms of an ethical healing perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding things like that, like consent even to connect with someone's energy. Because I remember um, having a friend of mine was trying to help her boyfriend get a job. And she was like, uh, I, she said, is there anything that you can do that would be helpful for him? And I said, well, can I have, does, do I have his permission to connect to his energy to even like, see what's going on? And she was like, oh yes, absolutely. You know, I'll talk to him and, and I'll let you know. So she talked to him, she let me know. And I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that now remotely. 
and see if there's something that I can help with. And it was 15 minutes of the worst headache that I'd ever had in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's not good. <laughs> my head hurts so bad. <laughs> and when I got back in touch with her, that's like, okay, so I don't know what's going on. It was very hard to see anything. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of things, but it was really, really difficult. I said, are you sure I had his consent? Probably not. (laughs) Well, I told him that you were going to pray for him. And so I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's not the same. (laughs) That's not the same thing. It's like, no wonder. Because the instant I was like, okay, break that connection. Let me ground again. It was like, like everything cleared up. The headache left. You know, but it's like in that moment, oh, my goodness. Like the, and not even just to, to protect myself, but. I have had situations where, you know, I've had people even try to connect with me energetically without my consent and have it be a a thing, you know, you don't really want everybody (laughs) to connect. No, not at all. Even in the Bible, you know, it says like, let no man lay hands upon you suddenly. (laughs) Same thing energetically. (laughs) Yeah, energetically is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Boy, is it ever. Yeah. It's like, you know, every now and then those little psychic attacks do come, you know, and I said, hmm. Yeah. Actually, I had one last night in the middle of the night and um, woke me up and I said, okay, all right. So who are you? <laughs> You're probably not going to tell me who you are. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't be in the middle of the night. And I started my, you know, I, I have a thing that I always say all power is of God. What is not of God has no power to do anything to me. And mm-hmm. so I kept on saying a lot of my prayers and mm-hmm. I said, you know, uh, you need to leave. Uh, I've acknowledged you. I know you're here, but um, you're not allowed to stay. Yeah. And I sent it, you know, away with mm-hmm. love and light and healing. So, yeah, we do get, you know, a, 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 and, and people that are date other people that their energies are very heavy, you yeah. know, that happens to them also. So it's not absolutely. Absolutely. When people are dating and, and there is a thing, you know, I try, I I try to approach this so people understand it's not from a perspective of like being approved sexually, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have sex with someone, you are, there are so many things that are happening. There are things that happen energetically. There are all the things we know about physiologically, right? There's like, the oxytocin that happens with the orgasm and all those things. And then the oxytocin is that bonding hormone that makes us feel like it's you and me against the world and all of those things. Right. <laughs> and that's like, that oh, happens right. to women. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Men don't release a flood of oxytocin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men release a flood of dopamine, which just goes, that was amazing. <laughs> like that felt great. You know, that's what dopamine is. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, and then the oxytocin, stays in our our system for like two weeks you know and it's like that's just the physiological part of things that's not even what's going on in energy and what's going on spiritually Mm -hmm. you know is that sense that we are picking up things that this other person has and even the fact that we've attracted this person into our lives is like well what if we have wounds that we haven't healed which which wound was the the wound that they came in that that matched them in energy you know Mm -hmm. Did they? I always uh, explain to people if you don't heal, you know, a grief wound from a breakup, you're going to attract people that give you more to grieve. Oh boy, that's the truth. Boy, I have a client right now that that's all that she's going through. She lost her husband. Yeah. And 
I I feel in my heart she hasn't really. They were married like uh, thirty five years or forty. Yeah. They were married a very long time. She's in she's in her early sixties, mm-hmm. and I know she hasn't grieved. And now she's meeting people that are now <clears throat> she's having to you know go out and break up, and now she's grieving these people that she's dating. Yeah. And I, I look and I, I feel so, I feel horrible for her. Yeah, of course. But you're, you're, I, I tell her, you need to get rid of this first and heal mm-hmm. this first in order for you to actually find a meaningful relationship without also you feeling that you're too old at this point and just, yeah. you know, grasping for any anything out there. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. It's Mm -hmm. so hard, you know, whether it's a a grief wound that someone needs to heal or another two other wounds that I've seen that are really powerful in women are um, there's an anger wound that happens, but because of patriarchy and sexism, it's kind of like it usually presents as a sadness wound because our sadness isn't threatening to people, but our anger is. Mm -hmm. So whenever there's like a depth of sadness, I'm always kind of sensitive to the fact that there may be anger under that, that someone's actually feeling like it's not safe for them to express. So we need to get to that. And the other one is shame. Oh yeah. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are so huge. And it seems like until those things are dealt with, it's just so hard to, and the other thing is, and I know that you you tell people this all the time, I'm sure, is that you don't have to be 100% healed in order to have healthy things come into your life because nobody no is, no one is yeah. it's impossible <laughs> just I'm like not you don't, even even for all these years no one is <laughs> no. and anyone who tells you they are you should run the other direction yes. <laughs> run. don't even look back run yeah. <laughs> la vista, baby. <laughs> yeah. and you don't even need to be 100 positive all the time you know, because that's yeah. unnecessary and impossible and not a human being, you know, part of our, our natural, one, you know, wonderful human nature, you know, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, some things though, they do have to be addressed, you know, so that we can get to the thing on the other side, yeah. especially in love. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard to find that person that you really connect with and really truly love. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and I think that people think that they need to be busier about it. Mm. Like they think that they should put themselves out there more, you know, and they think that they need to be more active about it a lot of times before they've actually dealt with the energetic stuff behind it. Because like, I know for me, you know, even just for me, my partner came to my house (laughs) <laughs> how did that happen <laughs> so, <laughs> and the three ways I see people meet over and over and over like hundreds of people and when I started to keep track the people I was working with I was like oh they were falling into these three categories over and over again mm-hmm. and none of those were go find the person <laughs> like one of them is that they will it's somebody from their past that they didn't think of that way they didn't think of them in a romantic way mm. And now that they've healed, that person shows up again. So it might be like when our kids were in school together, we were both married, you know, we, uh, we were neighbors or whatever. We didn't think of ourselves that way. But then as we grew up, we both got divorced, you know, now our kids are older, maybe they're in high school, maybe they're in college. And now this person comes back into their life or somebody like from high school, 
you know, who maybe always had a crush on this person and, and didn't ever tell them, you know? Um, so it's like someone from their past or it's someone that they see the second way is like, it's someone they see every day right now and just never think of them, them that way. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And it's like, as soon as they're healed, it's like what you were saying about the bad boys. Like as soon as they're healed, cause that person's not a bad boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they can't see them till they heal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, maybe someone who treats me well is actually a good thing. <laughs> maybe it's someone who's unambiguous about their feelings about me and their intentions for our relationship is actually a good thing. Maybe getting off the roller coaster is actually attractive. And that's what I actually want, you know? So yeah. it's like once they're healed, they can see that person. That, that Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I know I get, um, some of my, my women clients are, my God, they are very successful. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. They tell me that many a times the the men, uh, sometimes feel intimidated. Well, their success. I mean, what, what, what do you tell them, you know? I tell them that those aren't their men. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I tell them that strong women intimidate boys and excite men. (laughs) But But the thing that I find often is because so many of my clients are really high achieving women as well. And it's like they will get into a cycle where it's like they'll come out of a situation where it was like, oh, that was difficult. We broke up, whatever. I knew I should have broken up with them a long time ago. I finally did. I'm just going to focus on my career. I'm going to focus on work. My work takes most of my time anyway. I'm really good at what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a a world that I'm really comfortable in. And then they'll be great. They'll be doing really great there. And then someone they know will get married or engaged like a good friend that's like their age or they'll have a birthday that ends in a zero or that ends in a five. And they'll be like, this isn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be further along in my life by this point. And that's when they start to go back to dating apps or they date somebody who's a lot, a lot, a lot younger than them, who is physically, you know, in terms of their sexual relationship with that person, it's like fantastic, but that person really can't keep up with them in terms of what they want in their lives. Mm -hmm. And They'll do that until they can't really do that anymore, you know, because uh, they want to move forward and they know that this person, because the thing about the, the story that a lot of times women are telling themselves about, like, these men who are on my level are intimidated by me, the thing in the back of their mind goes, well, then I should date someone who's a little lower than me and on my, not quite on my level then, because he'll just be impressed by me. Right. But then what that means is they kind of end up paying that person's way because that person can't really keep up with their lifestyle. And it's like, they want to travel and they want to do these things and they want to do those things. And then they get tired of paying that person's way because they're like, I'm not their mom, I'm their partner. And I want to be, uh, a lot of times women will explain it to me and and I completely understand what they're saying in in the context of what they're saying, but they'll say, I want to get to be the girl in my relationship. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I get that they're just talking about feminine energy and being able to receive and feeling, you know, uh, a sense that there's like a secure container for them to be able to be in softer feminine energy when they want to be, you know, and they're usually in these positions where they are making decisions all day long about things. And they're like, I don't want to make decisions 
to be responsible for all of the decisions in every area of my life. <laughs> you know, I would like to be able to trust someone else, you know, yeah. to drive, even just to, like drive us somewhere. <laughs> Actually, know? I drive all the time. I don't let him drive. <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, it's funny that that's such a big pet peeve yeah. for so many of the women that I work with. Yeah. And I know that it is a thing about, you know, being, uh, being high achieving and, and having a, a certain measure of success is that, there's this thing of like, I don't want to have to do everything in every part of my life. I don't want to be in charge in every area. And because there are so many mixed messages about like, you're supposed to be independent and that's good for you. And you're doing all these things. But there's also like, but am I so independent that I have somehow aced myself right out of being able to be in a relationship? <laughs> With some women well, on real all fear. Yeah. 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 Um, no, and uh, we clear my those daughter could out. be that way. <laughs> so in the, I mean, just so in the, I mean, she's, this is a second marriage and, you know, I, with both my, my son and my daughter, they, this, this second marriages, uh, I would always tell them, you know, you, you're, you're living in a house with this person and you make sure that everything is like 50, 50, you don't need to do everything. You know, yeah. and the same with the guys, you know, you, you, the, the other person lives there too. Mm -hmm. So make sure you guys set boundaries and yeah. take responsibility, you know, for everything so that you don't, my daughter has a tendency to sometimes be like super woman, you know, and then you end up, <laughs> yeah. you know, with burnout, yeah. you know, and then it's yeah. all the blame game and stuff. So, yeah, you know, it's important to set the, the boundaries and, and. And, and it's okay, you know, like, like I, t I even tell myself, I don't need to do the checkbooks and, and do this and do that. Yeah, you, you can take care of this for me. Yeah, splitting know? it up in a way that works for everybody. Right, like, right. these are your strengths. These are my strengths. I like doing this thing. You like doing that thing. So let's, let's do it that way. Yeah. yeah. Like I tell him, could you please vacuum? Because I don't like to vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> And that it works out fine. It, it works, like, okay, right? As long as my aunt and uncle, everything. my uncle loved to cook. My aunt really go. didn't care about cooking. Mm -hmm. My uncle did all the cooking because he loved to cook and he was a great cook, you know? So it's nice to share responsibilities. Yeah. And yeah. do you find that, you know, like when, when women start dating, they have a tendency not to do that or? or well, I find that, that when women start dating, they do one of two things, either they're bringing their pain from or fears from a past breakup into the new situation. Right. And, and, and really kind of, I call it dumping their purse out on the table. <laughs> so I'm, that's like, a good one. <laughs> I'm like, you know, not mm -hmm. everybody needs to see everything that's in your purse and especially not on a first date. Yes, and there's exactly. some people that will never need to see what was in your purse, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but it's this idea of like, what they do is come in and they go, look, you know, I just don't want to play any games. I want these things in a partner. So if you're not about that, then let's just mm -hmm. not waste anybody's time right now. Mm -hmm. And I get that it's from this energy of like, I don't want to be hurt again, but it's really kind of like immediately puts the other person on the defensive and it starts to feel like they, there's not like, um, like dating should be just be fun. It's really not a relationship. Dating is just dating. It's like, I'm getting to know you to decide if I, you know, want to have a relationship yeah. with you. And that takes time. Cause I'm not going to get to know you all in one night. And I might not after one night, 
everyone see you again. <laughs> so, <laughs> you <know>? uh-huh. <laughs> it might not really matter whether you like me or not, because you might, I might not really like you. <laughs> you know, so we don't have to decide this tonight. <laughs> you know, but that's it. And 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 sometimes you know, like I have. Sometimes they tell me, oh, you know, we had a great time together, but. He doesn't answer my text messages or he hasn't texted me for another date or something. What do you tell them? I mean, chances are, you know, maybe he's just not, it's not Not that interested. Yeah. Well, I tell women to think about, I, I tell them dating is not a relationship. Dating is not a relationship. A relationship is about exclusivity. A relationship is about commitment, right? Dating is literally just us getting to know each other and hopefully having a good time while we do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a job interview. It's not like any of that. It's really just like, and literally even, you know, they, I have a lot of clients that will ask me, what should I tell men that I'm looking for when they ask me, like, what are you looking for in a relationship? What are you looking for? And I say, pretend what they're asking you for is what they're asking you is what are you, what do you want to do with someone when you're dating? So instead of saying, I want to be married to someone, I want to have three kids, I want to live over here and have this house and all these things, just say, I really want to go to, you know, uh, concerts over the summertime that I think would be fun. I love to go and look at art. I love to, you know, whatever those things are, because that person, it's like, they don't really need to know all of those things. You don't know if you're going to be doing those things with them anyway. Mm -hmm. so it's like let some things can develop organically they don't it doesn't need to be kind of like pushed or like here is my dossier you slide yours across the table and then we'll decide (laughs) whether it works (laughs) and I think for some people if that works for them that's great but it doesn't leave a lot of energy for like receptivity You know, it doesn't leave a lot of energy for things to just kind of grow naturally. There's not a lot of pleasure or joy or fun or spontaneity in that. And there's, we need to, to realize that the energy of love is not about hustle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really not about those things. And it's, I think sometimes hard to get out of that mindset, especially for women who are really high achieving, you know, is this idea of like, I don't want anybody to waste my time. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, get, I get that a lot. Yeah, I get, I understand that, but there's also the idea of making room for things to develop. Well, that's it. And I always tell them you need to be a little flexible here. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> nothing's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> you know, and then you're going to tell me, gee, why haven't I found anybody in 20 years? Well, you know, <laughs> could be, maybe you know, you're not letting yourself be found, or maybe you did find somebody, but you're, you cut, you know, you were like, oh, but I had these 10 things on my list, or I had these three deal breakers and whatever it was. It's like, I, I get that. I understand that. But sometimes you don't really know someone well enough to make a decision yet, because it's like, you know, you have to give things time. Sometimes it's what you're bringing to it, right? Which is this idea of like, I am just going to lay it all out and those kinds of things. Other times it's like, um, just that idea of assuming a relationship because you went out on the first date. So like those people who are going, but he didn't text me, he didn't this and he didn't that. It's like, well, if you were expecting him to break up with you, because sometimes they'll say, he, he didn't even text me to tell me he didn't want to take me out anymore. And I'm like, well, Hello? he doesn't need to break up with you because you uh-huh. weren't in a relationship. <laughs> you know? I know so that, you know what it is that they just get so involved and, and they, they take it so 
personal. Yeah. And I tell them, oh, Gamay, don't take it so personal. You know, it probably just didn't, just, it didn't click and it's okay. Or may not have clicked now. And maybe, you know, eight months down the road, he may call you for some reason and say, you know, I'm sorry I never called, but, you know, let's maybe go out again. You just, you never know. That happens to, I mean, I, I married 54 years, a very long time. Um, <laughs> and to the same person. That's so lovely. I don't know. <laughs> That's but lovely. With, with him and I, I mean, this is going back in the 60s, 1960s. Um, we, he was a blind date mm-hmm. and I didn't really like him. And, and I went out with him maybe two times and I said, nah. Nah, (laughs) I I don't like him. And about maybe six months later, out of the clear blue sky, uh, he called and he said, you know, would you like to go to the, uh, it's the World's Fair at this time in Queens. I mean, this is how long ago it was. And I figured, well, that's why not? So I, I did. And that's when that was the right timing. It wasn't the timing then, but then for some reason, something made him call me so many months later. And then, yeah. it, then it was fine. It's so that thing of someone from your past that you didn't feel that romantic connection exactly. to. And then they come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> he was someone from the past. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. The third way that I've seen that happens, and I'm always so tickled whenever I see this happen, is like when someone, like they have someone in common and they just didn't know. So like I had a client who her aunt was in line at the dry cleaners and there was a just a really nice man who like let her come in front of him and was just chatting with her. And she was like, he is a, an attractive younger man with wonderful manners. <laughs> and she was like, this is my niece's phone number. You need to give her a oh, <laughs> And they got married. He did oh, call her niece and they got married. You never that was know. like five years ago. <laughs> Isn't it? Fun? Yeah. Let that intuitive abilities kick in. Yeah. yeah. I, hopefully she asked him if he wasn't married. <laughs> I don't think she even thought about that. I think she probably did this, the surreptitious glance at the hand. You know, this was like single too. Okay. Here's my niece's phone number. Yeah. You just, you know, it, it's, you never, never know. Yeah. And that happened to a client of mine. Her, her father uh, would uh, do, he would, he was in a car club of some sort and mm-hmm. he, he met this guy and um, they were chatting for a long time. And, and he actually gave him uh, his daughter's phone number. And, and then he told his daughter, you know, I gave this guy your number and she was all angry and upset with him. Why did you do that? <laughs> you don't even know who he is. Well, they met for coffee and lo and behold, after dating and going out now, they ended up getting married. So you <laughs> never know where that call can, you know, or if somebody, you know, I think my daughter or my son would have probably killed me if I did that. But, <laughs> you know, to be open like that is, yeah. is a beautiful thing. You just yeah. don't know. You really don't. Mm-hmm. I think so much of it is about just like getting our ducks in in a row energetically and then just being open like you said being open and flexible because there are so many ways that that god that the universe you know 
can bring good into our lives. There are so many ways that we cannot imagine that if we tried to plan it out, <laughs> it has to come like this and it has to look like this and it has to come by this time. And it's like, that's where we seem to run into so many difficulties, yeah. but to yeah. Just allow we, it to, to be and allow it to happen. And that's why I tell everyone when you're not really looking is all of a sudden is when it'll happen and yeah. just be open and don't have all these restrictions or expectations. Yeah. Just go with the flow. And deal with what's going on in your energy. Oh, yeah. Deal with what your fears are about that situation because that's what you're going to keep attracting is the thing that you're afraid of attracting until you clear out that fear, you know, because of focusing on that. It's like if you're afraid of getting hurt, then focus on clear healing that fear. fear. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like Like we got attraction. Yeah. Yeah. And we help it with energy. Like it's working by default all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can either use it intentionally, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. or we can just kind of get run over. <laughs> you know? yeah. Most of the time we get run over, but, right. <laughs> which isn't good, but it happens. But then again, it, it's a, I feel it's, it's a lesson that maybe we need to, you know, look at, you know, what is it that I am doing? wrong or what is it that I'm not being open to you know why am I you know constantly attracting the same type yeah what is this pattern and and sometimes it helps when people say well I you know well my girlfriends and I have similar problems but it's like but I am always attracting this particular type of person okay well that pattern's consistent for you so that lets us know where we should start you know or um sometimes it's even just a thing of like things like I was saying about what they grow up seeing, you know, it's a thing of like uh, maybe having an abandonment wound, you know, or it might be a thing of thinking that they always have to prove their worth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is bad, but you know, it does, it does happen. Yeah. And especially, I think it happens so often with women who are high achieving with women who are very successful, like we were talking about before, I see that so often that it's like the thing that's propelling them to get to that success, you know, it can be a double-edged sword. So part of it is that it's make, it's really motivating them to be high achieving in terms of their career, but it also makes them feel a little bit like they're, they don't deserve unless they're working really hard. Like they have to prove, you know, that they deserve to have things. And, and if you feel like you have to prove that you deserve to have things, it's really hard to receive. And love is about receiving, you know, it's all about, yeah, love and accepting who you are, accepting yourself and loving yourself for who you are. Cause you know, how can you love someone else? Well, how can you expect somebody to love you if you don't love you? Yeah. That's hard. It's hard. And I know that there are some things I always talk to my clients about this and I'm so, I love hearing from them after they're in their relationships. Like when we work together, now they're in the relationship they want to be in, because we always talk about how there are certain things that we are going to work with. We're going to heal together, Mm -hmm. but then there are some things that will be healed once they're in the actual relationship. Right. Because it's really hard sometimes for people to believe it's hard for someone to believe that, that, you, you can have a partner who consistently chooses you until you have a partner who consistently chooses you, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's really hard to believe or that like you can learn lessons about love from uh, a place that feels good. You know, like not all of your love lessons are going to be painful. Some of them are actually going to be wonderful, yeah. you know, 
Um, And sometimes they can't learn those things until they're actually in that relationship. And I love that because it means that they didn't have to, it's like we were saying, they didn't have to be 100% healed. They didn't have to be perfect to be able to get into that healthy relationship, you know? Yeah, there's no such thing as 100% perfect. It's not possible. It's not possible, Barbara. They just, it's not, none of us can do it. <laughs> I, I say I, I may be about 85%, okay? <laughs> On a it's good a day lot. after coffee, <laughs> I would probably agree. <laughs> you know, maybe 85. <laughs> yeah, I'd say this. Maybe 80. Yeah, 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 probably more towards 80. Some maybe even 75, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I still do my healing every night on myself though exactly right. <laughs> and I say okay all right I, I'm really trying or, or sometimes when I, the lessons come and a, a few times I say all right I I've heard you I've helped me could we stop it please because- yeah can I have a breather uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to integrate these lessons but I just need to catch my breath <laughs> yeah, a little, just just be a little gentle <laughs> yeah I remember I used to, I used, before I was healing professionally, I would be in just kind of like standard admin sorts of jobs before I was like, while I was working on my degree and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I would always have a situation where I would stop. I, I, I would know I was meant to move on from the place that I was working at. But I would just get kind of comfortable. Oh, yeah. And it, I wouldn't really think of anything else. And what I found was it would always become so uncomfortable that I couldn't stay there. Stay. Mm-hmm. And I finally made an agreement with God where I said, look, <laughs> as soon as you show me that I need to move, I will move on. You don't have to make it it's super uncomfortable anymore. I promise I will listen the first time. <laughs> it's funny because, I mean, it's, it's all life's lessons. And sometimes, you know, I always say we need to listen to that voiceless voice that always tells us and talks to us, but we don't listen. (laughs) And and then, you know, it's like, why didn't I do this before? Well, you know, maybe you should have just listened to that, that feeling that you get. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us don't. I love the way you put that, that voiceless voice. Oh, yeah. It's a voiceless voice. Trust me. I've, I've heard it many times and didn't listen. <laughs> I got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> I, I listen now and I tell it, I hear you. I, I am you. listening and there's no more doubting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ten four. Yes. <laughs> Message received. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And, and sometimes it, it's like so loud, but we, we have a tendency to, you know, say, no, not, not right now. It but, wouldn't uh, be convenient yeah. for me to do this right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they say, oh yeah, you'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's how life is. But, um, ah, oh, oh, boy, I could talk to you forever here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Where do my listeners get a hold of you and your, your website or whatever you want to give out. (laughs) Well, they can find me online. My website is carissamontooth.com. So it's C-A-R-I-S-A-M-O-N-T-O-O-T-H.com. And they can also find me, um, you know, I have a uh, free ebook for people that's about healing those wounds after a breakup. And it's called The Heartache Cure. So if they go to theheartachecure.com, they can get that as well. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll put those links on the bottom of all this. And um, this way they can uh, 
find you. Ah, yeah, boy, I could have, have you on again because we need uh, to talk a lot more. I, think. Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm like, next time we should get some coffee. And I know. I mean, we're both in California, not too far away from each yeah. other. So that, that, you got it. That's a deal. Yeah, let's do that. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be because I, th- I have a feeling we have a lot in common and both healers and I'm I'm a three generation uh, grandma and great grandma. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, all all from Istanbul. So um Oh wow. Yeah. So it's uh it's always been with me. And I, you know, like what you said, you know, we do everybody thinks we're weird, but we're not weird. We're know? not weird. Like, we're not and weird. we come from a generation of spiritually from generations of spiritually awake women. I think that's such a gift. Yes, big time. Mm-hmm. So, Carissa, one more time for your, your website. <laughs> it's carissamontooth.com. So it's C-A-R-I-S-A-M-O-N-T-O-O-T-H. And they can also um, schedule a time to talk with me through there. If they go to, um, well, I think it's um, Amour. <laughs> I have a little link that says Amour at the top. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> ideal. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. Boy, I appreciate it this time. Believe me. And uh, me too. Me too. What you know, um, to my listeners, I, I really hope uh, you heard what you needed to heal and um, what you needed to heal and to hear, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a real big thank you to Carissa. And, uh, you know, thank you for being here today. And I actually want to express my heartfelt gratitude uh, to each and every one of you, you know, my listeners, and especially to my beautiful guest today, Carissa, and your presence and commitment to your own growth and, and, you know, empowerment actually truly inspires me every single day. So um, just keep nurturing your positive thoughts and your self-belief, you know, for they are the keys to unlocking your full potential. So, you know, embrace the challenges as opportunities and trust in the beautiful, unique soul that each and every one of you are. And always remember that your time to shine is not a distant, you know, dream. It's a reality waiting to be lived. So, you know, embrace it, embody it, and allow your your light to shine and Allow your light to shine within you and to the world around you. So, um, you know, thank you so much for joining me today on the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. And until we meet again, stay empowered, stay inspired, and keep being the spiritual warrior that you are. So with love and with light, this is Barbara Savin signing off. Bye.